0: Stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago, this is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and I'm going solo this week to discuss how you can avoid investing mistakes during market pullbacks and corrections, because yeah, we're in one again. Um, It's basically a pullback in the large caps. And I would say it's a correction in the small caps at this point, as the Russell 2000 was down there around the 10 percent level, which is technically where a correction is. Uh, But it's felt pretty painful in those small caps for several weeks now. Now, I'm recording this on July 20th, 2021. So let's just call it the summer of pain in the small caps here in 2021. And somewhat in some large caps, although FANG has been hanging in there, but a couple other areas that were really hot previously, like the cloud stocks, uh, just the software stocks in general, the semiconductors, those have all seen some weakness here. And then we've seen pullback and or corrections in some of the uh value areas like energy and the banks as well so i thought we should discuss what to do when this is happening because surprise stocks don't keep going higher always (laughs) they don't go to the sky as we like to think they do just because we've had this big rally off those coronavirus lows in 2020. But um, now we are seeing the pullback or correction, and I know a lot of you do these simple mistakes a lot of the times when this happens. So I want to share with you what those mistakes are so that you're aware of it if you start to make one that you can course correct. Okay, so the first mistake that most people make during a pullback or correction is that they panic. So... Don't panic. That's the key. So, selling on a correction when nothing has changed with your company's business is the biggest mistake. So, what does that mean? Like, oh, your stock suddenly, or maybe over the course of a week, is down 10 to 15% because the overall market is weak. Nothing has happened with your company. They haven't reported earnings. They haven't pre announced. They haven't, uh, you know, had someone resign there's been no news about the company no analyst has changed their um you know recommendations there's been like so nothing is happening but yet the stock is down 10 or 15 percent and you panic thinking oh i need to get out of this i need to sell this so unless you're a trader where you have some kind of uh limits on what you're doing but as an investor You shouldn't have that kind of limit, um, and or you have a plan at least in place so that you don't panic if these kind of corrections are happening. So that's the first mistake a lot of people make is that they panic on uh, corrections or even a pullback, which is three to five percent. Okay, second mistake is selling, which. could be part of your plan, so that's fine. Selling, moving to cash because you're a little scared and then not buying back in. So I've seen people sell on corrections, which is a 10% pullback thinking, oh, I'm going to sell because I'm a, I'm a little scared here and I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to move to the sidelines, but then they, they get kind of paralyzed because In secular bull markets, which is what we're in here now, you get quite a few corrections, but then it usually bounces back fairly quickly. So you do have those rebounds, but they get paralyzed because it starts rebounding, but they're still out on the sidelines in cash. And then they think, oh, I can't buy here because the stock has gone up again. So then they wait. I'll wait for another pullback, but then one sometimes does not come. And then they're waiting many times for weeks or sometimes I've even talked with people who waited on the sidelines for months and yes I've even talked with people who waited on the sidelines for years because they get paralyzed because they got out and then they they didn't get back in and now they feel like it's too late to buy back in so the second mistake is if you do sell is to never or take a long time to get back in, (laughs) never get back in. That's the second mistake. The third mistake is really short term thinking. Like I said, if you're a trader, you do have short term thinking. But if you're an investor, you should be thinking much longer term than even just a week, even a month's worth of weakness, which is what we've seen here this summer is, uh, you know, about five, six weeks worth of weakness. That that seems like a long time when you're in the middle of it. But if you're truly a long term investor of 10 or 20 years, five weeks is is just a blip. It's really nothing. And you're not going to remember it. Um, Even a couple months from now, you won't remember this pullback because what was happening in March of 2020, just 16 months ago in the stock market? Well, that was the coronavirus sell-off, and it was nasty, and uh, that was, you know, pretty scary. But most people don't even recall what was going on during it now, just 16 months ago. So these sell-offs, even a bear market correction in one of your stocks, which is 20%, the quote-unquote markets in turmoil that you might see on CBC when they hold those special shows, those seemingly fade pretty quickly in a secular bull market like we've been in the last several years. So don't think the short-term, think the long-term if that's your goal. And always have a plan if you're a long-term investor. Um, So that should help you to continue to think long-term and not think short-term. So that will help you avoid that mistake of the short, short-termism, as I like to call it, um, being you know too freaked out with what's going on in the immediate term and not thinking about the bigger picture. So if you avoid those three mistakes, then that means you're in a pretty good position to dive back in on these kinds of corrections and get stocks on sale, because a lot of stocks are on sale. So it may seem like it if you only own the fangs or some big caps, that this correction or pullback that we're in here in the summer of 2021 is a recent phenomenon, because we've had, uh, you know, one or two big down days on the large caps. But It really has been more longer term of several weeks here. So that has created some buying opportunities in a lot of stocks, actually, that you might not be paying much attention to, but maybe you should be. So I like these opportunities when things go on sale. I start looking around and um, I always say stocks are the only item that people don't like to buy when they go on sale, right? So if we see our our favorite watch or um, our favorite jeans or uh, sunglasses, whatever it is, and they're on sale 20 or 30% off, we're like, wow, okay, I'm buying that here. Or, you know, the Amazon Prime days when everything goes on sale. But stocks, not so much. We we tend to like them only when they're at their highs, right? The most expensive instead of when they're on sale. But as I said, we do have quite a few on sale. So I went through kind of my list of, uh, what I've been watching and what I know is weak to pick out five names, just to kind of see like how much have they sold off? How much cheaper am I getting it? Um, you know, what looks attractive here. And so I'm going to run through five stocks, But uh, really it's about these industries more than just these individual stocks because you could find other stocks within these industries that are also weak because um, it's not just individual names that are selling off, it's really the industry or sector that is weak right here. So I'm gonna start with one of those weak industries which is the semiconductors. So despite Nvidia still holding on to its gains and kind of surging into its stock split, Many of the rest of the semiconductors have been weak here the last uh, couple weeks, if not longer. So I took a look at Micron, ticker MU. I own it again in the value investor portfolio and we're down quite a bit in it there because over the last three months, these shares are down 15% now. And over the last five sessions, they they have spiked down here in July, down another 4% during that. Um, Year to date, they're basically flat. So, um, you know, are you getting in at a good place here? The PE is just 12 times now. So it has come down on this weakness in the shares because earnings still expected to be up 110% in fiscal 2021 and 108% in next fiscal year. So the analysts aren't seeing the end of the semiconductor cycle. Not yet. And even though the stock market seems to think that it is. So that's a conundrum here. And that usually doesn't last real long. So either those estimates are gonna start to be cut in some way or the shares are going to rebound here. So again, that's Micron trading at 12 times now with ticker MU. Then I did look at the energy area because of course there's always been deals there. Even on the huge rally they had earlier in 2021, they were still cheap. But now a lot of the energy stocks have suddenly moved sharply down. So I took a look at uh, what is one of the flagship exploration and production company that uh, is one of the big guys, and they're in the Permian. So Pioneer Natural Resources has one of the best uh, balance sheets in the industry. Ticker PXD. Uh, again, it's one of the flagships of the ENPs. Its shares are down uh, almost 10% in just the last five sessions. Over the last three months, down 7.2%. Year to date, still up 21, uh, but you can see the weakness there making these shares cheaper. So they're trading at 11 times earnings here. Earnings expected to be up 631% this year because, of course, last year was terrible for the oil companies. Uh Pioneer only made a dollar sixty-four in 2020, expected to make twelve dollars here in 2021 as crude has surged and still gonna see a big run next year. The analysts think it's still bullish in 2022, up another 50% to $18.01, $18.01. So still again, not a value trap, still has the good trajectory, but the shares have pulled back off those highs. It is a Zacks number two buy right now. Um, okay, so, but on the energy side, I just picked the flagship one. You could pick any of the EMPs here. All of them have pulled back. Um, I didn't take a look at Chevron or Exxon. I'm assuming those shares are also a little bit cheaper here as well. They have the big dividend yields though, so they're gonna get a little bit of a boost in any market pullback because of that. But the EMPs did not and are among the weakest of the energy stacks. So the smaller you go, the more of a pullback you will likely get in the energy side. Okay, then I took a look at uh, fintech because I knew that that hadn't really been going anywhere a lot here in 2021. So I took a look at Square, ticker SQ, And on this mini pullback, it was down as much as 6%, now seeing a rebound as I'm reporting this. Um, So it has seen this happen all up and down this year. So year to date, the shares are up 11.6%, but it's really trapped in this range. So you will get some big sell-offs and then you get the rebound. Um, So it hasn't busted out yet to new highs really, here in 2021, as it's kind of just sitting around waiting for something, some kind of catalyst. Now, it is a Zacks number four sell, but that's ahead of its earnings that are upcoming. So I'm not too concerned about that. Um, earnings 2021 expected to be up 79% in 2022, another 35%. Has a PE now of 155%. But again, as those E's has risen, but the shares really haven't done that much this year, um, it's gotten a little cheaper on a PE level. also took a look a little bit at PayPal, PYPL. That's down 5% on this mini pullback, but it too has just kind of been up and down this year. So the fintechs um, waiting for a catalyst. So those are kind of not... Completely on sale here, I wouldn't say, but they are cheaper than they were at the end of 2020 when those shares were kind of soaring. So the E still looks good, but the P, the price, isn't really going anywhere. So you might want to take a look or keep a watch list in that area. Then I took a look at agriculture because DEER, ticker DE, is off its recent highs. So that was a big winner during the pandemic. So year-to-date still up 28%, but three months the shares are now down about 9% over the last three months. So still a little weak here ahead of its earnings, but uh, earnings growth still looks good. Fiscal 2021 up 106%, fiscal 2022 up 16%, with two analysts raising in the last week. So analysts getting uh, more bullish on the next fiscal year shares now trading at 18 times. So the PE has dropped a little bit on deer with this weakness as the E still remains elevated. So it's a Zach's number one strong buy still with those analysts raising recently. And so if you're interested in agriculture, it's on sale, but you know, 9% or 10% down is a sale, not as dramatic as you'd get, you know, 15 to 20% obviously but still a lot cheaper than what you could get it just a couple months ago. So keep that in mind. Look around at all of the ag side, including the fertilizers, because they've weakened a bit off their highs too. So that's DEER, ticker DE. And then, of course, I had a look at the banks, because they've been kind of hated even more than energy. (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying that. Uh, So I did take a look at the big banks, because they've already reported I do, however, like the smaller regionals and the community banks a little bit more here than the big guys, but um, they're all kind of in the doghouse because what the uh, bond yields are doing and everyone thought that the bond yields would be much higher here and that goes directly to the bank earnings as those yields rise. So when they fall, it's not so good. It's not so fun. So Bank of America, ticker BAC, this is number three hold. Um, Coming off those earnings, which didn't really move the estimates much, but still expected to see earnings growth this year of 75%. And next year, a little bit more tentative now, down 4.6% for next year as um, those yields, again, aren't really doing what everybody hoped. Year-to-date, they're still up 27.6%, but over the last three months have weakened a bit, but down just 3%. It is still cheap with a PE of 11.3 and is still paying a dividend yielding 2.3% right here for Bank of America. So that's kind of why I like uh, the smaller guys a little bit more in this category because uh, they've weakened a little bit more than some of the big cap banks. Um, But again, this area is not so much on sale. It's just really being ignored and not going anywhere Um, unlike energy which went to new highs was the best performing sector and now everybody's taking their profits and running on this pullback um, resulting in you know sharp declines in a lot of those energy stocks kind of same with agriculture we're seeing a bigger decline there and um, just not so much with the banks because people are just kind of holding on to them they do pay the decent dividend yields for the most part Now, so you can hold on to them and still get that dividend and not feel so bad. Uh, So so that's probably why they're not quite as cheap as they could be here. But something to keep on your watch list uh, if this sell-off continues. Something to keep. But those are just the five sectors I pulled out. Like I said, there's weakness in other areas like software. A lot of the small caps in many different industries and sectors have seen a bigger sell-off. So look around at some of those small caps that you might have on your your wish list because some of those have likely seen quite a, a bigger pullback. And this is when it becomes the harder thing to do is to buy on this kind of weakness, to have the foresight and the strong enough stomach to say, yeah, you know, it's pulled back. 10 to 15 percent here but I know this business and I know what they're doing on the reopening and they're still going to crush it and I'm still going to uh, dive in and get these shares on sale. Also on the side note you might want to just look at the SCC. SCC.gov is the website And look and see if any insiders are diving in once they report earnings, they're going to be on lockdown ahead of the earnings report. But once they report the lockdown, you know, usually comes off and how many of these insiders are thinking, hey, my shares are on sale. I have a feeling we're going to see a lot of energy buying this quarter once these energy companies start reporting uh but um other than that i don't know will the semiconductor insiders be buying will the software those are a lot of weak areas right here and there could be some deals and the insiders the insiders know when those deals are out there so Be sure to look on uh, sec.gov. That's the government website that'll post the insider sales within 48 hours of when they occur um, or insider buys, I should say, um, buys and sells. Uh, They'll put all that information in there. So be sure to check that. It's free. You don't have to have a subscription, nothing like that. You can check on there. Look under ownership. There's like a tab and um, under the ticker, you can find search by ticker get company info and they will say ownership uh, disclosures or something I think is what it is. They just recently revised the website. So um, tap on that and then you can click on the links and see if anyone is buying or selling there and get uh, some ideas of what the insiders are thinking is going out at their companies too. So remember, don't make the mistakes. Uh, don't panic. Don't move to cash and then not buy back in. And then think longer term if you're a long-term investor. Don't think short term. And if you must, just turn off, turn off me, turn off the podcast, turn off the CNBC, turn off Fox Business, turn off, you know, stock twits. Uh, just turn it off and walk away for a little bit, and then you won't uh, be as inclined to be you know making that first mistake of panicking because it won't be you know right in front of you quite so much and if you're a long-term investor nothing wrong with that Uh, so keep that in mind and let me recap the stocks again that I talked about Micron ticker MU it is down quite a bit in the last three months so it's gotten a lot cheaper trading at 12 times then we had some of the energies but I picked Pioneer PXD is it's ticker Square on the fintech side, still just treading water, ticker SQ. I also did mention PayPal, PYPL, also in fintech. Then we had agriculture, deer, almost 10% off its highs, ticker DE. And then Bank of America, a little bit weak here, but not not a super sale, just 3% off really in the last couple months. Ticker BAC is the ticker there. So as always, you want to be sure to subscribe to get everything we're talking about here at Zacks. As I haven't had John Blank on in a while to investigate what's happening with the economy. But I will now that there's questions circulating about the growth in the economy. We need our economists to come back on and tell us um, if we should be panicking or if we're just being dumb. So I will try to have John back on. So you want to subscribe, get us on Apple Podcasts, get us on Amazon Music, get us on Spotify. We're in all the hot platforms. Get us somewhere. And I'll see you again next week with some more stocks. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zacks Investment Research research as a whole.